Three, two, one, podcast. Oh, sorry. Oh, and I did this on my own last week and it sounded rubbish. Right, well. Okay, hold on. Three, two, one. Hold on, I'm a three, two, one. You're a one, two, three. Well, I'm a drummer. One, two, three, four. That was a bit out of time. Oh, so, yeah, you're a drummer. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's the Morning Glory podcast. Podcast. Pod- we're going for the whole f-ing thing. Oh, okay. Last time. Promise. It's the Morning Glory podcast. Podcast. The podcast. 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 That's the best one we've ever done. Podcast. Get in. <laughs> That was bloody fantastic. <laughs> anyway, we've wasted all our intro time on doing that stupid thing, so we've got stuff that we liked from during the week here. Enjoy. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. So, Mr. Irwin, we were sent a present the other day. We? We. Did it have Marty and Connor written it on it? It did. Oh. Okay. But the problem is, there's only one of the present. Okay, are we going to open it now? Well, I've already opened it. Typical Miller. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember the other day we were talking on the radio about how fascinating that diving bell is on the far side of the Keys and how you can take a look, you know, just the history that's in this area of Dublin's Docklands. A half an hour walk up and down the Keys is time well spent. Well, the managing director of Tracy Consulting was listening to our show the other day. They're in this building. Exactly. And he wrote a note that says, To Marty and Connor, Merry Christmas from your fans on the fifth floor. Fans? Fans on the fifth? Hello, fans fifth floor. On the fifth floor. I mean, they, is- you've got a great penthouse up there. We could use your balcony for stuff. Anyway. Do you have a coffee machine? Tracy Can Consulting. Can come up in a minute? Some handy info for your next walk around the Docklands. Kind regards from John Tracy, the managing director of Tracy Consulting. Uh, TracyConsulting.com. He's got the little, please go, he's got the little plug. He's given us a book called Dublin's Docklands, An Urban Voyage. No way. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's that, really, really, a really interesting read. That's uh, awesome. Thank you so much, John. That's some brilliant. brilliant photos of the old days, of what the point used to look like with the trains running in and out of it, what, everything that went on at Custom House Quay, Grand Canal Quay, all that sort of stuff. But in our area here of Dublin's Docklands, I was so touched when I saw it this morning. I was really, really thrilled. And this brings us on to the request. Um, John says, My wife Sarah and myself and our three daughters, Holly, Annabeth and Caroline, listen to you every morning. And then he says, Love the show. As oh, they I love say. that. Yeah. Holly is seven this Saturday. Happy birthday, Holly. Yeah. Your dad's a great lad. And we're, ve- we're, we're really made up. The only problem is there's only one copy of the book, John. Bagsy. And we... I've already bagsy because I opened it. I wasn't in the room. No. I wasn't in the room. But the I rules of bagsy. It. The rules of bagsy state that both parties have to be God present. Damn it. You need to go back to school, my friend. I bagsied it. It's mine. Look, okay, if we're going to go that route, we'll play Icky Yucky Horses Gocky Inside Out and see where the hand lands. No, I've bagsied it. I'll give you access once a How fortnight. Much? Once, once a fortnight, once a fortnight right. on a Wednesday afternoon for an hour and a half. No, I, don't, right? I want it on the weekend. You I can have weekend it. You access. can have it one weekend a month. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to go to court over this. No, this is an out of court settlement because Bagsy has been done. Bagsy trumps everything. Yeah. Damn it! I didn't think of Bagsy. Morning glory. On Radio Nova. So, what's the plan this weekend? Will you be at the cinema to see one movie in particular? Do you get little goosebumps when you hear this? 
I used to. I used to. Mm-hmm. Producer Clint is here. Also, our man at the movies, Clint Dreberg. We all went and saw Star Wars The Last Jedi. We did, and a fun tip for the listeners, never see a movie with Connor Irwin. He brings a bag full of all sorts of crap. <laughs> Popcorn, <laughs> a sausage it? roll, a jam bond. Yeah. There was a fruit juice at one stage, a muffin. <laughs> this man is like Jabba the Hutt. I was <laughs> just hungry. Keep it, away. it was bizarre. And I gave I you digress. the popcorn and Marty ate the jam bond. I ate so, none of you know. it. I heard a lot of noise coming from your direction oh, and it was very yes. uncomfortable. Oh, no. But I digress. Okay. <laughs> We're here to talk Star Wars and I think the reason why Connor had so much food is because the thing was so bloody long. Well, we, yeah. needed, we needed a four-course meal during Two it. and a half hours and they say it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> it was a long, long time in the cinema at the Savoy for the uh, media screening that we were lucky enough to be there. And Ireland is the star of this film. Didn't Skellig and oh. the rest of our country oh. look beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. That's probably the highlight for me. Okay, thanks for watching. <laughs> Bye. Well, I don't want to spoil it for people heading off to the of midnight course. screening tonight, of course, but you've probably seen bits and pieces and heard bits and pieces. And uh, this little piece we're about to play will sort of give you the background. A lot of time in the movie is spent with Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, teaching uh, uh, the new girl on the block how to become a Jedi Knight. Breathe. And something else. It's calling me. Resist it, Ray. Mm. And there you go. Like, it is a lot of time on Skellig, Michael. That that it was the highlight of this film. It just was too long. And uh, I know you were a little confused, Marty, at some points. Uh, I was a little bored. <laughs> I think when I shift in my chair as much as I did and when I started to ask Connor what time it was and stuff like that, it's just not... It doesn't bode well for me. That aside, though, it's still a good film. The special effects well. are absolutely amazing. Well. The way they've created this story to match with the previous films, I yeah. thought uh, it did very well. There's something for the fans in there, of course. You know, everyone claps when the Millennium Falcon first flies so, by. Mm. Uh, there's new characters as well to make you uh, go and spend some money at the Disney store in time the for Christmas. Porgs. Yeah, they're great. And they those cool. funny-looking uh, dogs with the, the, the jangly the bits on them. Diamond dogs. The I diamond dogs. Them. Yeah. Not to Bowie. Yeah. And of course, there is some shocks. Some characters will be there at the end of the movie. Some characters won't. Okay. And uh, I've got to say one thing without giving too much away what they did with Princess Leia. Yeah. And what they did, obviously, Mm. because of Carrie Fisher no longer being with us, Mm. was a little bit strange. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, how many Death Stars out of five? Three and a half. I'd like to have gone to four, but it was just too long. Having said that, I'm going back on Saturday to see it again. Are you? Yeah. I would have no interest in seeing it again, which really disappoints me. Some I'd like genuine laugh out loud moments in it. Some absolutely. very nice humour in was there. A there. There was yeah. a lot of fun. There was a lot of humour in there. Yeah. I'd like, and no offence to the Savoy, I'd like to go and see it in a more comfortable cinema because I came out with a back injury. <laughs> I had been sitting in a really uncomfortable seat for it's, so long. No don't carry that. a bag full of food with you next time. That's probably <laughs> what the thing will do. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. All right, we've got our fat pants on and we need to talk about kebabs, Connor. The MEPs over in Strasbourg or wherever they are. Brussels. Book one. Whatever. No, it's actually the European Parliament in Strasbourg. Oh, okay, okay. Fine, so, right, go on. Me, me, me. Come on. They want to ban kebabs. Kebabs! Uh, I'm not this bothered, to be honest with you, but go on. I know that you love a kebab. I, I normally like to eat healthily-ish, but I do also like to eat crap. 
Right. And I love kebabs. You know those dirty ones? When was the last time you had a kebab? Honestly. Three weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I would not say I've got to have one today. A kebab since 1995. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay, well, this changes everything because I, after reading this story, I instantly didn't go, oh my God, they cause cardiovascular disease. I went, man, I want a kebab today. <laughs> Definitely getting an average kebab. Why are MEPs so, wanting to get rid of the kebab? Basically, you know that massive gooey tube that they stick up in front of a heat lamp? Meat, yeah. Yeah, well, meat, in inverted commas. They're, they put phosphates into that to make it all stick together and also to keep it... Uh, kind of juicy and hydrated during the roasting and then the freezing and then the defrosting, defrosting and then mm. the cooking on the heat lamp process. So that's just science. Go on. They want to ban it because the phosphates apparently give you cardiovascular disease or some some minor health implications. I yeah, don't but know. if you ate one every day, this is it, right? Yeah, Who eats kebabs every day? Johnny Kebab Man. Maybe there are a lot of people that eat kebabs every day. I don't know. You haven't had a kebab in 15 years. What, I, is, what is the best kebab place in Dublin, as far as you're concerned? Oh. Now, bear in mind, very fat pants are on at this stage. The, the really good kebabs? Like, a really good walk away from bloody hell that, that scratched a niche. Zaytoun. Because you can get Where's every that? sort of kebab there. There's one on Parliament Street. Oh, that's at the, the end one of I was Temple thinking Bar. of at the, at the corner. Yeah, yeah. They also okay. have another shop up at the top of uh, Camden Street, up by the Bleeding Horse. There, mm. I'm, I'm, my mouth is watering thinking about it already. So oh. that's the donor kebab, which is the one you scrape the meat off. Th- that's the one they want to ban, right? Okay. The, the donor there, and then there's you can also get the shish and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, shish well, are probably more healthy, are they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elaine in our newsroom. Yeah. Guess what? This will not surprise you. She's never had a kebab because yeah. she's vegan or something. Well, she's vegan now. She's kind of a pretend vegan. Or yeah, she'll style. be vegetarian in five minutes oh. and then that'll be forgotten about. And, and then she'll be on the strictly only kebabs diet. Because, <laughs> you know, like, it's like the Atkins diet. Only eat kebabs. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a strict diet uh, lads. Yeah, I'm, uh, only, I'm, I'm only just <laughs> eating kebabs. Uh, and only from Zaytun. Yeah, so yeah. I like, I only have the chicken for breakfast. Producer Clint is in our ear. He's saying garlic sauce. There was. Sometimes also chili sauce on chilies, there. Yeah. Um, like, and I only know. the donor as well. Yeah, he likes the lamb donor. Mm. I, I'm partial to a lamb donor myself, but I also like a chicken shish. Do you, do you put some good old kind of uh, coleslaw or some sort of oh, slime there? Yeah, there's yeah. like, you got to have yeah. the cabbage and yeah. the lettuce and the yeah. onion and the jalapenos and the tomato. Right. And also the garlic sauce and the chili sauce and the nice pita. And I'm oh. on your side. Boo you, Europe. Boo you, Europe. Boo you, Europe. Yeah. Screw you, Europe. Get Ke- your hands off of our kebabs. Somebody whose number ends in 098 says, Kebab pizza, gorgeous. Yeah, I have had a kebab pizza. Pretty nice, I have right. to say. What is the best? I, I'm a Zaytun man. I'm a firmly a Zaytun man. I also am fond of an abracabra. <laughs> what is the Can best kebab? Can you get kebab? abracabra anymore? Oh, yeah. I've noticed loads of those have closed down. Uh, there's one in Blanche, which I often drive oh, to. Okay. okay. It's the closest <laughs> one to me. There's one in Drumcondra as well. All right, 087-1818-100. What is the absolute... For Elaine, who's never had a kebab. Let's get kebabs today. We're all getting kebabs into the office today. No, but um, where should we send her? Okay, yeah. Right. Let's do a little market research. Where is the best kebab in Dublin? Yeah. Right, there's a place on Ashburn, right? It's called uh, Kebab Palace, and it is absolutely amazing. The things are literally (laughs) the size of newborn babies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like eight pound worth. <laughs> oh no! It's, oh, it is huge. Like you could literally put it on your forearm, and it'll be bigger than your forearm. Now, now is this a kebab that you'd eat 
without having gone for a skinful beforehand? Uh, no, you can devour it easy enough. Like I, one of my friends can devour two of them, and like, oh, it is, it is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> kebab I also have palace, kebab palace. It's just. <laughs> What, what, what do you what do you think of that? Kebab Palace sounds like it used to be a Chinese called Golden Palace, and they could only afford to change one word on their signage out front, and they went with kebab. <laughs> this Ke- came all about, all about because bloody MEPs in Strasbourg, Egypt, want to ban kebabs, yeah, and that vote is taking place today. So we were asking what the best kebab in Dublin is, and it, it was a pretty level pegging. Uh, Zaytun, Iskander's, and Kebab Palace in Ashburn. Got a lot all, of love. All getting loads of love mm. and all level. Ishmael's on Baggett Street. Passion for food on Clambrassel Street, which is one must try because a taxi driver told me about that and taxi drivers always know. They're always right. They're always right. I haven't had a kebab since about 1994-95 and I would be tempted to have another now that there could be on the endangered species list. Yeah. Uh, Adele, what happened to you? Um, so I was in, um, in labour in the Rotunda with our first uh, child and you know, I kind of, uh, had kind of, it had gone to a little bit of a cam stage because I had just had my epidural and everything was cool, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything's cool, man. Cool well, you got what? Well, you got a serious bout of the munchies, yeah. did you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. I, I got this. I was definitely hungry, but my husband Owen was like hungrier than me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> because um, the midwife said, oh, listen, you know, you you have a little bit of time now, so maybe nip out to somewhere around the area and get yourself a bit of dinner. <laughs> yeah. So Owen, like, hightailed it up to Parliament Street. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, you know, the that's rotunda near the rotunda. Parliament Street. That's not close. <laughs> I think he needed some comfort. <laughs> <laughs> also, Adele, there's about 15 kebab shops between the rotunda <laughs> and the tune on Parliament Street. So he obviously went no, 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 no. It has to be a good one. It's got to be up there. All right, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. The best for Zaytun I think they'll ever get. Did you call your child Zaytun? Or K? Yeah, Bab? K, Bab. Right, so. All right. Listen, take care of yourself. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness, the fat pants are on today. Oh, listen. One more. Last word to Brian and Furhouse. Best kebab. Down at the Bagot Inn, there's a guy called Bosphorus. He does half kebabs. They're like regular kebabs, but smaller. You can nearly get them all in in one go. <laughs> Brian in Furhouse. Brilliant. I, I mean, Bosphorus. Love right. It. Half kebab, Bosphorus, please. Love it. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Maybe this is the weekend you're all going to see Santa, just like Connor and his young fella. Well, yesterday, went up to uh, the Botanic Gardens. There was a big Christmas fair and a Christmas market and all that sort of stuff up there. And there was a a wee bit of a dusting. It was more sleety sort of stuff. Yeah. As we went up to see Santa, and Santa arrived on a golf cart. Did he? Drove through the Botanic Gardens up to the the greenhouse. Because Santa always arrives in a golf cart. Always arrives in a golf cart. And he got up and he went up on the gantry in the in the big greenhouse there in oh, uh, in the botanic gardens it was pretty cool yeah. treacherous for santa but of course he got the magic boots on and all that sort of stuff no problem for santa all the kids lining up to see santa including my little fella harry right. who was as always incredibly organized about these things and had his list <laughs> military oh, decision yeah. had his list <laughs> with him okay and rather than posting it as was suggested uh-huh. why don't you post it to harry or to to santa harry well we can just give it to him on sunday wouldn't that be easier? Fair point. Fair point. Well made. Okay, bring it along then. 
Grant, that told us. Lovely. And then Had you seen the list? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw the list. You had seen the list, okay. Helped him write it and do all that sort of crack. Was it a parent-approved Santa list? Uh, yeah, no, it's all, okay. it's all good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all good. And uh, it was about, I'd say there was about five things on it, maybe. Okay. Was there a surprise um, on there? Uh, there's always a surprise. That's the way. There's always a surprise. Go on, you got to see Santa. So he goes up and he's uh, he stands in front of Santa, very much like walking into a job interview, and says... Uh, Hello, Santa. Happy Christmas. Here's my list. Did he shake hands with Santa? Uh, at the end. Okay, okay, go on. Refused to sit on Santa's knee. Very wrong. And went, uh, there you go. And Santa went, oh, thank, thank you very much, Harry. Um, really appreciate that. Let me have a look at your list. Had a look at the list and turned around to Harry and said, Harry, that's wonderful. You can have everything on that list. <laughs> and I went, brilliant. I'm so glad from. Oh, I was really worried there for a minute. <laughs> but now Santa said he can have everything on the list. Yeah, so everything. that's great. Yeah. And, uh, and Harry said, thank you very much, Santa. Happy Christmas. And held out his hand <laughs> to shake his hand. And then we all departed. Filed out. And it was the most organised wow. military meeting of Santa you've ever witnessed. One has ever witnessed. That's quite something. But I'm, I'm just happy for Harry now. Yes. Because he can have everything on that list. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say you're very happy. Delighted. Yeah, good. No, that's good. Mm. I, I think that's... Ah, he deserves it. He's been so good all year. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. The bits we liked from during the week. The week that Pat Short came in to see us to talk about his new show, which is called House Things. So the title came about from it's it's that classic saying House Things, and it's funny. It's one of those things that you say. I suppose I'd be known for another saying, which is that's right. Yeah, and that's another thing that when you're down in Tipperary, you'd be just talking to someone they go that's right, that's right, yeah, that's right. I know that's right, that's right, that's right. And now I I, I just I was I was writing a show about things <laughs> and, <I> was, <laughs> and then I kind of thought gosh how's things that's a great title and it was very funny because I walked into a shop in Waterford after and just as I walked in the door you went well how's things <laughs> what can I get you <laughs> yeah, it's funny you started hearing it everywhere you know, it's so. the thing that everyone says the minute the, the, the thing, you pick yeah. up the phone <laughs> alright how's things, how's things? Yeah. <laughs> everyone does it everyone says it and it's funny because we, we were looking uh, and we were talking about this and going it's the the everyday normality yeah. of Ireland yes. that we think is just absolutely perfectly normal. But if you came in from everywhere, anywhere else in the world and you go, what yeah. is going on here? <laughs> and it's even though you pronounce things, I mean, uh, here we are, things, things, things. You can't yeah. stop hearing it coming out. <laughs> yeah. I, I said to someone, said, yeah, how's things? And say, oh, my things are fine. How's your things? <laughs> So give us a, I mean, I know you don't like talking oh, yeah, about no, what's, no. what's actually in it, but well, give us a, a little brief synopsis of it. I suppose a lot, all my shows are based around the community and, and uh, the people like, as we're just talking about their ordinary Irish people. And, and in this instance, I, I like to use the audience as well. So the, the show is... Always is, a scary <laughs> thing when you're sitting there. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I, I think there's more fear in it than actually any. I don't really go, you know, tackle too many people. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't make a fool out of anything. You know, I, 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 I talk to them and it's, it's all about myself. But I suppose this this show is set in a hall as usual, so that means the audience become the the venue and the, the part of the show. And and the opening character Eugene Malone, I love the character. He's a great guy. He just comes out in the mayhem and tries to. He's on every committee in the in the village, <laughs> and he's uh, he's after coming from a reception. <laughs> Which, yeah, for the for, 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 for fire extinguishers, he's had earlier on. So fire extinguisher committee, and uh, he's like about twenty different committees, and he comes out and uh, goes through the crowd and just he knows everybody in the yeah. audience and that's that's where it kind of starts and it just goes off into different characters then that I suppose I grew up around and 
experienced. How's things? Uh, Vicar Street, Friday 5th and Saturday 6th of January. Yes. Uh, tickets on sale now. Ticketmaster.ie, 3150. Uh, a snip at 3150. <laughs> That's a lovely Christmas present. Fill up sockings and they be delighted. <laughs> They'd be delighted to see it at the Christmas morning. <laughs> morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Thanks for listening to the Morning Glory podcast. podcast. We'll be back on the radio Monday morning at six o'clock if you want to relive it all in real time. Yeah, maybe you do, maybe you don't.